Because if you want to uh, analyze it back to the individual uh, protagonists, it will be different, uh, a different triangle or whatever than the consumption, you see? So you just have to go through this and analyze the various needs and how the merchant banker can satisfy by bringing these bonds into the picture. See, the Pentagon model has no bonds, no time financing of anything, consumption or production goods, purchases. This is but now with this addition, with this addition of the uh, merchant banker, all these other exchanges become possible. And we know how helpful it is. Uh, most of us would never be able to buy a house if it wasn't for the facility of the uh, mortgage. So, in our model, the investment banker is the one who offers this mortgage, because mortgage is just one type of a bond. Okay. You're saying that the capitalist puts, puts money in, but he's expecting a lump sum capital yeah. return. Yeah. So he maybe puts money to restructure a business and then the business is sold, and then he gets his original principal back plus a profit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, a private equity firm. And he is not in business of providing time payments. It's, uh, um, <coughs> he, he, he makes a deal, a loan deal. He leaves it to the specialist, who is the merchant banker. As a matter of fact, this is, in uh, talking about the present crisis, the uh, great GFC, great financial crisis, that's the name they give it, right? And they suggested it was, uh, mortgage crisis. They called it subprime mortgage. And then they also talked about loose lending practices and all kinds of things, you see, which is all misdiagnosis of the problem. But let me point it out at this stage that there should be actually a separation of merchant banking and commercial banking. It's very important because the assets, the assets of a commercial bank are not at all right like the assets of a merchant banker, in this case the uh, mortgage uh, banker, if, if it's called that, but there are various names, okay? And the sh 
the two should be separate. Commercial bank has assets in the form of short, strictly short-term assets, which is consumer goods moving pays to the consumer who will have to buy the underlying merchandise within 90 days, because in 90 days the season of the year changes and the needs will be very different from the, the needs in the previous season. So in other words, the uh, type of merchandise needed in the fall are very different from the type of merchandise which are needed in the winter. And I should add, when I say merchandise, in the most urgent demand, see, I mean, there will be demand, always there will be demand for uh, boots, say, uh, heavy boots, regardless of the season. But obviously, if you in include snow boots, then the demand for them will be the highest in the winter time. So that might just make this type of merchandise move faster to the ultimate consumer, and the paper financing that movement will uh, be a typical asset for the commercial bank. Now, anything that moves slowly or takes longer than 90 days to mature, and maybe even 30 years, such as a typical mortgage, is not supposed to be an eligible asset for a commercial bank. We need a special banker, and the merchant banker would be an example. So, the trouble starts if the commercial bank starts investing in slow paper or long maturing paper. And I express this pictorially that a brick cannot fly, or if you make it fly, you are taking a big risk because it could hit somebody, you see? And why do I say the brick doesn't fly? Because when you build a house, then brick and mortar is needed to complete the house. But brick and mortar don't fly. It's not a proper asset for a commercial bank. And if you still try to use it as such, then sooner or later you come to be sorry for your decision. And, and that's very important to keep in mind. 
There was an old saying on Lombard Street, which has been forgotten and ignored uh, for a long time, and this is this is what it says. There is no simpler job than the banker's job, provided that he can make a distinction between a mortgage and a bill. And a bill. You see? I love that. I love that. There's no simpler. And, and then the people, of course, would say, uh, it's like teaching a child to distinguish between A and B. You teach him to write and read. So explain it to him that uh, this is an A, this is a B, and, uh, and uh, we are in business. So it seems that the job of a banker is very simple. But it isn't, because a lot of bankers cannot or don't want to distinguish between a real bill and the mortgage for various reasons. One of them is greed, the other is ignorance, or just inability to understand the difference between maturing consumer goods. That's one type of consumer good uh, has to be the purchase of that has to be strictly cash. It's cash and carry. That's most of it. But then there are big ticket items which uh, if you want to sell, then you have to bring in the, uh, the uh, install, what's the word? Financing the purchase with uh, savings, installments, so that this time comes in, where the capitalist is not willing to have. That's not his specialty. But once the merchant banker is a part of the capital market, then there's no more problem. You can sell houses, you can sell heavy trucks, you can sell boats, you can sell airplanes, uh, because it's no longer cash and carry. You pay for the airplane you are buying by signing an installment purchase agreement. You see, it's, it's very different. But that shows the necessity for such a specialist See, the capitalist, remember, I made a big fuss about it, the ca capitalist is a specialist. And you cannot just say he's a scrooge. He wants a pound of flesh from a certain part of your body, you know. This is like saying that the heart surgeon is a butcher. He is enjoying cutting your entrails. And, you know, this is very stupid. You have to see that the heart surgeon is a specialist for a certain type of task he can only do. And the same way, 
the capitalists like Scrooge and uh, Shylock, you know, are specialists and bringing them in is necessary to make the capital market run smoothly. And now, what I'm suggesting is that with the addition of the sixth participant, the merchant banker or investment banker, if you like, the capital market is complete. All the various partnerships which you can form with these, the other remaining five, come up with either surplus or deficit, and they can go to the merchant banker to get uh, satisfaction. Either he will take your surplus or he can take your deficit, which means an exchange in bonds. Well, actually, when I say bond, I think I have something more general in mind. It's a time uh, purchase agreement. Or there can be many different names given according to the special uh, trade which is involved. But the point is that uh, the time element comes in, and this is a different uh, specialty from the specialty of the capitalist. Okay? So, uh, I don't want to make a formal question and answer. It's open the, to the floor discussion, questions, comments, uh, criticism, this is the time to ask questions. What is the time in this model? What is the time in this model? Um, and I think he's referring to a time axis. So could you Yes, um, one can draw a vertical axis here and say that time progresses this way. Um, sorry, sorry, it's, it's the other way around. This way. This would be the younger person and that would be the older person. So one could say minus plus one. I mean, these are roles, and people, as they get older, they change roles also. Um, I have presented my drawing of the same model, where I have you put in a coordinate system. Is that yes, what you did? Yes, more or less. Um, just to make it visual, it is not entirely kosher. I know because. But to make it visual enough, I've actually turned mine a bit uh, 90, de uh, 90 degrees mm. um, so that the time axis comes here. But this is the same because you could say um, 
this is the interest level and here we have zero interest and then without interest uh, we fall back to activistic exchange. So, uh, let me just add to this what Peter has said, that production just as well, con consumption take place in time. It takes time to produce a car. It takes time to bring in harvest whether it's apple harvest or wheat harvest or any kind. There's no such thing as putting the seed into the soil and in 10 minutes time taking the crop. Would be nice, but doesn't work. So, and consumption also takes time because if you buy a car, you are not consuming it in one day. You hope to stretch it out for several years. So once this happens, and you take this into account, then you immediately see that the pentagonal model is no longer satisfactory because of this time element. In order to make the possible exchanges uh, workable, you need the merchant banker. I don't know if this answers your question, but this is very important. You see how the time element is being dealt with in the, by the capital market. So at this stage of development, we need the sixth. And I heard various suggestions that it, you could improve upon that and go to the heptagonal, which says seven, you know, by bringing in future markets and this and that. I say, no, basically this is where we stop. This is still simple enough, but answers all the basic problems. I'm confused. You said that before the merchant banker comes in, there's no time element. I'm confused. Yesterday, I think. This is not, not literally true. There is, after all, the capitalist. Uh, no, but the, the bonds and the uh, uh, payments on time. Um, yesterday, you introduced the new attend and the new attend. Is that not when they're exchanging wealth for income? Is that not a bond? Well, could you repeat that? In the annuitant and the annuitant, exchanging oh, well, wealth I'm for sorry, income. I'm sorry, didn't get the word. What? Um, between both annuitant and with a T and a D. Oh, okay. uh, There is an exchange. Okay. Um, and there's a time element involved there also. Um, except, except that it can be at zero interest. It can be. But if it's not at zero interest, is that not basically a bond? But, uh, okay. What, what was your question, in fact? You were not sure about... Is, is, was there not basically a bond before the merchant banker between the annuitant and the annuitant where they're exchanging wealth for income at an interest rate? 
what is the difference between that and the new bond brought in by the merchant banker? Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Now, we have an example of a surplus of, of uh, wealth. Surplus of wealth? Of wealth. Right. And we want to convert it into income. Income. And you say without the merchant banker we can make the conversion. Well, wasn't that the partnership between the annuitant and the annuitant? That the annuitant has wealth that he wants to exchange for income. So he gets 5% interest from the annuitant. Isn't that a bond, basically? Yeah, but uh, you have to be prepared to buy the bond as well as sell the bond. So I can, uh, I can see <coughs> that the two uh, protagonists, annuitant and annuitant, can make the partnership. But it could be that for some reason, demographic or otherwise, or birth control or something, there will be a surplus of annuitants over annuitants or vice versa. And then there is a surplus need of this or that. And then they are asking around and no combination within the Pentagon can answer that. Uh, well, let's, uh, let me just finish this, okay? This, uh, this question of yours should have come up earlier when I asked for examples. I remember I, uh, I asked for examples of various combinations where could arise a surplus or a deficit and could another combination within the Pentagon answer that so that with an exchange, this could be taken care of. Remember that we, we and you didn't bring up this question. I think this belongs there because there, there are possibilities, especially, as I say, demographic, for demographic reasons, that there are too many old people and not enough young people. So there is again this marginal thing. You list them and then certain contracts are made and there will be a marginal annuitant won't find a partner. Not enough of them. So there arose a deficit, no combination of partners can answer that. Well, you have to work it out and then look at it. But I'm suggesting it to you that there's a marginal annuitant and in order to make all exchanges possible, you need a new participant. That's my answer. 
and think a little bit more about it and we can return to this. Yes. I just wanted to comment on this. I think in principle Keith is right. It's, it's like, it seems to me like a bond because one receives payments and the other has to pay up for an investment. But isn't but you need a direct match with a, a new intent and a new intent. And and when you have a, a third party involved that could help par, uh, two parties which investment wouldn't match 100%. Isn't it like a pooling device? Yes, but uh, but that problem which I'm talking about is that not all, lots of exchanges can be made, no problem, and we remove them from the capital market because the problem has been solved for them. But there might be some where the partnership cannot be made, either because of lack of annuitants, lack of annuitants, and then you just have to say, okay, sorry, this is the cutoff here, the marginal annuitants, and the sub-marginal annuitants are out of luck. But that shouldn't be that way. The uh, capital market should satisfy everybody. And uh, the zero interest is an extreme and it should ideally not occur. But the five participants in the pentagonal model are just not flexible enough to meet all these demands, which could be a surplus or could be a deficit, and it should, the capital market should be flexible enough, wide enough, well-oiled enough, well-lubricated enough, that all these exchanges should be easily made. Um, I'd like to add that it's another step forward in, in making it more accessible. Instead of direct exchange, it's indirect exchange. Instead of these two guys having to find each other, you just go to the specialist and his portfolio is full of different bonds and stuff. It's maybe a like market maker that brings it more efficient and reduces the overhead or the difficulty. Even like futures markets from, from forward sales directly between a farmer and a, and a grain grinder, they just go to the market and that's it. And they coordinate this and make it more efficient and make fewer people drop out. In, in fact, the, the merchant's banker's role is a market maker. He closes the spread and what is very important here is what um, Rudy has just said. He is prepared to take on the other five corners mm -hmm. and they don't even have to know each other anymore. Yeah, no, that, well, that's another important point. That, uh, you know, you without the merchant banker, you might have a separate job going around and asking now you have a surplus or deficit and so on, until you are able to. Now this is a waste of time and waste of effort. 
the market automatically can pick these fares and the contracts and even partnerships could come about without personal knowledge. Are there any more questions? Then uh, we'll take a coffee break now and um, I'm sure we can come back after 15 minutes. Thank you.